here's Johnny. I'll be back. And you will know my name is the Lord. I'm walking here. I'm walking here. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. for me but i'm glad other people can enjoy it i i tried it because i was very excited but I, it the problem is the same thing happened that happens every time i try to i try eggnog which is ooh eggnog oh yeah i don't like this oh. uh, it's like candy corn for christmas <laughs> yeah oh yeah. no 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 you take that back or get off the show jamie <laughs> other fucker i will end this friendship i will fucking corn. drive to alabama and throw you in whatever you call a river down there <laughs> they, <laughs> they have rivers cody ah oh god it's called the community pool so you know don't worry about it look they call look, big jim's there is nothing good until christmas and even christmas <laughs> is overwhelming eggnog is the only thing that makes it bearable and for you to badmouth the bastion of November, goodness, I I can't stand it. I love candy corn. Oh no, that's garbage. I love it. I don't care. I like four candy corn. <laughs> four. I saw a candy it. corn like trail mix in a like a CVS recently. There was candy corn mixed in with like nuts and stuff. I didn't know what the hell was happening. That's too I, far. Okay, I, I disagree with that. That's not cool. But there is some really really good uh, candy corn taffy that's kind of palatable for people who don't like candy corn. That actually no. sounds kind Maybe of awesome, but I like taffy. Wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. Yeah. I need to understand is. this better. Is this Laffy Taffy that's flavored like candy no. corn, or is it just no. colored like it? Oh, no, no, no. This is not Laffy Taffy. This is like the saltwater taffy you get no. in wrappers. And it's flavored, and it tastes like candy corn, but with like hints of orange and banana, but still Ooh. the candy corn like flavor to it. It's just added, you know? And it has the coloring. It's just, that's what it looks like, a little marbled candy corn, but it tastes great. This sounds fucking fabulous. I need some. It is. <laughs> is this like, going to be all I'm going to be able to think about while we're trying to record? Like, yes, you ruined yes. us. Adam's family. Something, something. Adam's family. Where's the taffy? You just, I don't know how you guys do taffy, but for me, you just have to go down to like the Wisconsin Dells or wherever tourists conglomerate and there'll be taffy. Like yeah. eight different shops on Pretty taffy. much just go to a boardwalk. Taffy as yeah. far as the eye can see. Taffy and fudge. And then you just eat everything else except the chocolate taffy. Oh, no. That sounds That's why like a fudge mistake. Flake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, no, 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 no. We're podcasters. Yeah. We are professionally podcasters. Start the show, Cody. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Box Office Pulp, your one podcast stop for movies, madness, and moxie. I'm your host, Cody, and joining me tonight are my co-hosts, Mike and Jamie. Now, my notes say here that, uh, Mike, you can best be described as ooky and kooky. Other reports have denied that and claimed you're actually more mysterious and spooky? Uh, comments. Okay, you're going to look terrible in the press. No comment noted. Jamie, <laughs> I was recently disturbed to find out that you've been masquerading as a total person for years and are, in fact, nothing but a disembodied hand that's been operating a complex series of levers and pulleys to trick the world into thinking you're a fully fleshed person. Comments. Oh, I'm, I'm a miracle of goddamn modern science. Fear me. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you say that every time you go into work at Walmart. Every single time. Get him! <laughs> and this is when it's revealed that I am in full grandpa regalia from the monsters. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Boo! 
Uh, also joining us today, folks, we have a special guest from the Spooky Gals Corner, Jasmine. Hello. I didn't have any jokes against you because I didn't want you to think I was an asshole. But I mean, you probably picked that up for <laughs> right time for everything. Oh. It's a little too late, guys, but it's okay. They're going to hear the intro that Mike's going to probably throw in here that's 40 minutes long, so they'll know. <laughs> it was seven. Seven. I exaggerate. It's called hyperbole. We'll get with it. Oh, comedy. <laughs> Delightful. Anyways, folks, if you haven't put it together yet, today we're here to discuss the Adams Family. I was trying to think of a good pun to go with that, hence the pause. That wasn't for dramatics. I just I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. Even with your intro... How would anyone gather what we're here to talk about based on anything that's been said so far? Ooky, spooky, mysterious, kooky, making fun of Jamie for being a severed hand? It's all there, Mike. It comes together naturally. <laughs> Fair enough. Here's a question. Uh, Mr. Policeman, I gave you all the clues. <laughs> <laughs> Do not give me a goddamn flashback to the snowman right now. <laughs> Too late. God damn it. You guys, you guys, everybody, I think, should pick a character on who they think they would most likely be from the films. See, I'm Morticia. Let's just, I'm going to put that out there. I call Morticia. Morticia? Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. tempted to go with Wednesday, but I feel like Wednesday is too active for me. <laughs> so I'm the grandmother. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just sitting in People my attic, whipping up weird things. I've always been very partial to Lurch. Not that I necessarily would be a lurch but just the amount of pain he feels and expresses every time he gives out that classic <sighs> i feel uh, you that. are absolutely lurch cody <laughs> yeah i can sure. it's in my bones feel it and i'm fester because you mostly fester yeah yeah and i just wear that one monk's robe all the time have you okay okay has anyone in their real life ever encountered one of those monk's robes? They are not comfortable. It makes perfect sense for the character because those things are itchy as hell. They are the worst. No, no one's encountered those in real no, life. No. I was at a monastery once and they had the robes just sitting in the basement and they were terrible. What? what? No. Cody, shut the fuck up for a second. What do you mean you were at a monastery once? <laughs> yeah. So there's... Uh, That's what I want to know. This is very... It's not that mysterious or kooky. Uh... So for work, once a year, they pay us to just go and do volunteer things in the community. And at my previous location in central Wisconsin, there was an old monastery that was converted into like a uh, Christian rest home for people like recovering from things. So like you could sign up and hang out at the monastery for like a week as you got clean or whatever else you had for problems. Uh, and so we would go there once a year and just, you know, sweep up the basement, get the cobwebs out of the way, like reorganize stuff, wash the bathrooms and all that kind of junk, uh, haul leaves, cut down trees, that kind of junk. So yeah, I, uh, I got to spend a couple times in a monastery. Uh, the basement was stocked with all the old robes for the monks that they, uh, no longer had around because they weren't a monastery in practice any further. Uh, and those robes were terrible. Like they told us they were intentionally made itchy and uncomfortable just as part of the monk lifestyle. So there you go, people. Cody, Monk robes, what? just the worst. Uh, Cody, um, in the basement of this monastery, was there liquid Satan? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. That would have been way more exciting. There were. Oh, it was God all damn. stonework. It was all stone. Uh, there were a lot of cobwebs. But the individual rooms weren't that exciting. What if it was like a people under the stairs scenario? Oh, that would be way more fun. Um, yeah. No, I didn't encounter anyone with like no tongue or cannibals. 
I don't really have anything exciting to say other than the robes in this place are very uncomfortable. That's my main thought. You, you fucking hung yeah. out at a monastery and your one takeaway is, those robes seemed awfully itchy. <laughs> they were very itchy, not awfully itchy. They were itchy to the max. Wait, did you try one on, Cody? Not officially. Go I on. was there to help, Mike. I was what? there to clean up. Not what does that mean? <laughs> I'm not getting myself in trouble here. I, I let's just put it this way. <laughs> Who, I felt, God? <laughs> I felt the robes, and they were uncomfortable. That's that's all you need to know. Anyway, <laughs> it's at this point we should point. We should mention that Cody has drinks and a boot next to him right now. Everyone at home, I want you to think about this. I know we've <laughs> lost the plot. We're not even close to the Adams family, but this is my kooky moment. Think about it. Have you ever put down your beer on a coaster and accidentally knocked it over because you've had too many beers? Or maybe you got excited you won a video game? It happens. What if that beer was in a boot? Way less likely to tip over because there's a boot. You should put some boots around your house. You won't well, get rings on your table. You won't knock your beer over. It's perfect. I'm going to add that there are people trained out there to drink from boots. Also They're that. Boot, you know. So technically, I don't know if it's really helping the cause. I think it's just changing the, I don't know. Changing the carrier. I mean, unless you have a full-size boot. They make them also very tiny. I think most of the boots I've seen only are like, you know, 12 ounces or something like that. This is this has got to be a full-size worker's boot. Steel toe. You know, make it make it hefty. I have no idea how to segue I, back to the Adam's We are family, so far so... away from a fetish club, yeah. like, drinking champagne out of a shoe right now. What? Mike, have you never... What? Have you never seen Beer Fest? You just, you just put beer in a boot and you drink it up like a proud German. <laughs> Well, you know what they say. I'm drunk. You're drunk. Everybody's drunk. Apparently. Yeah, although the idea of champagne out of a boot is fascinating. I might have to try that. I did just buy a bottle. Not tonight, folks. Not tonight. So the Barry Sonnenfeld film, The Adams Family, from 1991. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually it's it's very fascinating to me because we got two Barry Adams families, and the first one you would assume, oh, that's gonna be a Halloween movie. And it's a Christmas film. The second one is set during the summer, but it has a Thanksgiving pageant, making it, in my mind, more apt to be a Thanksgiving movie. So out of two classic Adam Family films, we had neither that really landed on the holiday you'd expect. Which is kind of perfect, because that means you can just watch the Adams Family whenever the hell you want. Like, Adams Family or Adams Family Values, doesn't matter. Good pretty much year-round, because they never really fit. Yes, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate your enthusiasm, Mike. <laughs> I, I was wondering how you were going to apply your obsession with seasons to the Adams Family, and you delivered, Cody. You're welcome. I mean, it is perfect. Adams Family isn't. I would not call the Adams Family as a concept Halloween appropriate. Now, you watch it during Halloween, yes, of course. Oh, but sure. the yeah. magic of the Adams Family is for every other time other than Halloween. The Monsters is far more Halloween privy. In my opinion, just because you got a vampire now, and Frankenstein. Yes. Okay. Now, here, here's the thing about about those two families. So one of them, if we're really deciphering it, we're gonna go off a little a page. I, I feel we're gonna go off, you know, far north here in a what? second. But no, this is a podcast but... that sticks just to the fact. <laughs> well, the fact is, they're both really cool, really, really cool, you know, icons in in film and TV. But the two families, they were completely different. They came out, the TV shows came out around the same time. But the only difference so, so was one family. That, fascinating close at the same time. Uh, <laughs> exactly. like, one family, within a week. 
within a well, okay, well, very close. It to was September. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong dates here. Uh, for the Adams family, it was September 18th, 1964. For the Munsters, it was September 24th, 1964, and, and they it, were canceled within a month of each other. So it's it's fantastic. Those two shows were just locked together forever. The Munsters pilot also uh, predates the Adams family. I think getting greenlit. If you ever seen the original pilot to the Munsters, which was in color. Mm-hmm. And yeah. isn't good. <laughs> they recasted it after the first, after that. Like, people were not liking, people didn't like Eddie. They thought he was, like, a little jerk-off. Eddie was, was like, awful. Really, he was really mean. He was, fuck, he was. But His whole personality of Eddie was completely different. He was just snarling, and he was, I don't know what was the weird obsession with, like, old, like, 50s TV and making, like, every kid snot-nosed and just screaming. It's like they didn't know how children worked. <laughs> hey man, the people behind the Monsters TV show are also the people behind like Leave it to Beaver, so basically the same character, right? Yeah. <laughs> sure. But here's the thing: one of the families, it's like so you got to pick. It's like versus, okay? So it's one of the families we're trying to fit in in America and being quirky and funny and cute. The other family did not care, and they they stood out very proud and boldly, and their humor was a little bit more uh, macabre. So, you know, it's like, <clears throat> what I like about it is that both of those shows have that, you know, funny, spooky, monster-esque feeling to it, like, but family-friendly. At the same time, though, if you're watching it, there are some jokes and, and things like that thrown in that are more adult-related, or it's like, it's just gonna, like, go right over your head, honestly. But I think that, judging between those two, I love them both, but... You gotta pick. I don't, I don't know, help me out here, guys. Well, what, what would you choose if you had to pick one? Or just well, gonna, see, like... I was going to try and make this easier for everyone by making a series of questions that we'd all vote on and then have ranked polls just to determine the best show, the worst show. You know, start easy enough. What has the best theme music? Because everyone can have a hunch on that, how they feel. Either they're more of a fan of the rock song that kind of introduces the monsters or the classic finger-snapping song for the Addams Family. But oh, then I got to the end and I tried to figure out, okay, the tiebreaker should be which show has the youngest family member still alive. And I realized, oh, that's just really depressing because uh, Ken Weatherwax is actually dead from the Adams Family. Why would that ever be a metric you can put in place to What the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, R.I.P. <laughs> Ken Weatherwax, uh, Pugsley Adams died in like 2004! 2014. December 7th, 2014. Oh, still a long time ago. Old. It's 2019, Cody. Get with the times. Yeah, but Butch Patrick's still out there kicking. Eddie Munster, 66 years old? Yeah, but what for- form of life is that? Being I'm Butch pretty sure Patrick. it's not like an iron lung or anything, man. No, but out here, out here, uh, Felix Silla, which um, <clears throat> he played Cousin It, he lives out here in Vegas. And I met him, actually, awesome. at the horror convention. And he's so, he's so adorable. I mean, you know, like, he's per- he was perfect, absolutely perfect. But I think he's one of the only one people that are still alive from Adam's family. I think the only yeah, right? there's not many. Probably just him. I would oh guess. wait, no, 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 John, John Aston's still alive. I think. What? Yeah, he's still alive. He's almost yeah, 90 years he's old. Still kicking. Yeah. Wow! Holy shit! He's I... still giving sage advice to Sean Aston. Look, okay, <laughs> I love him. He's an amazing actor. But I just figured after watching the Frighteners, he was on the way out. Frighteners. Frighteners. <laughs> I have always said it wrong, and I just can't correct myself. <laughs> 
That's mentally I want to make the Frightened Ears. I don't know what the fuck that is, but it sounds so exciting. <laughs> I'm not That's joking. Not when like I bought that movie fog. as a DVD, I didn't know what it was. I just had a cool cover, and I misread it as the Frightened Ears, and it's just been that to me ever I'll since. I'll become the Frightened Ear. <laughs> Can it be canon that the ghost pirates from the fog are the frighteners? Yes. <laughs> this time the monsters are real. Also, going back to the uh, original <laughs> schism you brought up for going down a weird macabre pa- tangent that I'm very ashamed of you for, Cody. If we're talking appropriate. Themes, if we're talking theme songs, I have to admit the monsters kind of edges out that that's like a brian wilson song it's so odd especially for a tv show theme well well there well there were two versions like season one and season two had two different i mean they're the same thing song but just like with different tones and beats to it so i think season two had that more beach boys sort of vibe it was more just like yeah, yeah yeah but i prefer season one i like the first one but but how do you beat harpsichord and finger snapping I don't know. I don't think you can. Are, are we counting, though, the MC Hammer version? Oh, boy. Mm. Uh, spoilers, I was going to ask Jamie to read the lyrics to that in a sad rendition to end the episode. Oh, <laughs> that's what I wanted, too. I'm I'm oh, nice. High five. Hey. <laughs> but uh, going back to the actual movie we're talking about, uh, this, for me, was one of those movies that I have no memory of watching for the first time because it came out in 1991. It was immediately shown to me as soon as I had eyeballs to see. So it's (laughs) always been there. Is that the same for you guys? Was this one that was just there since the beginning? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I don't don't know if I've seen that first or I've seen the the show first when I was younger. Oh, if we're backing up that far, um, I would definitely say the order I saw things was... The Monsters TV show, the Adams Family cartoon show, the Adams Family movie, and then eventually the Adams Family TV show. Oh yeah, I used to binge watch that. But for some reason, I think it was Nick at Night used to show the Monsters pretty often. Yeah. So in my mind, oh, had... that was, that TV was Land. just the only monster movie. Yeah, from the TV 60s. Land. I, I oh don't yeah, yeah, yeah. Night, but I, don't, I mean, I remember the show, but I don't, I don't remember them doing that. I, for some reason, I have memories of going to my grandparents, and they'd be like, it's late at night, we're tired, just, just watch some TV. And they would have the monsters on. I really appreciated that show as a child. And I'm, I'm pretty sure, right, there's like TV Land that just had it on. Oh, yeah, I have, I, I pretty much watched all of it around the same time. Like, I got into the Amos Family cartoon, the movie, the monsters, and the original show, like, all at the exact same time. Because they, pl- they play the show it. on, I think, cartoon the Cartoon on Cartoon Network... TV yep. Land played both of them. Sci-Fi also picked up, I think, the Adams Family for a little while in the early 90s. And then oh, yeah. the uh, Adams Family, and then I remember when Family Values came out. Like, they were pretty much on repeat. Especially when Family Values came out, the Adams Family movie became like a UPN or like Fox Night, the movie's favorite. You could not get away from that in the 90s. Like, that was a... It's weird to think the Adams Family were a big pop culture touchstone for a little while. They even came back in that uh, live-action show we don't really talk about in the late 90s. Yes. That was my jam when I was eight. I'm sure it's terrible. Jamie, you were the one person watching the new Adams Family. Are you talking... You're talking about the one with Tim Curry, right? 
No, no, no. That was the uh, third. That was a TV movie. Yeah. Uh, yes. The new Adams Family oh, was an yeah. ABC Family show, I believe. Yep. Or, or was it Fox Kids? One of um, Yeah. So there was yeah, it was a direct-to-video movie with Tim Curry. That was in 1998. Yeah. But at the same time, they were doing the new Adams Family, which went from 98 to 99. Uh, so those two were basically the same exact time. And I've always heard that the Tim Curry movie was supposed to be kind of a backdoor pilot they didn't know what to do with, so they just made it into a movie and threw it out there. Pretty much. So yeah. they decided, I, as much as I love Tim Curry, it's kind of hard to see why they would choose him. They would choose, you know, the original Pennywise, Pennywise, right, to be a loving father. Like, what? Well, you know, it's like, well, he's a talented actor, but... Curry's a bit of a stretch, I admit. Yeah, like, Curry is great as Gomez on paper, but you watch the movie, and it's like, this does not click correctly. Like, he's fine, but he has, like, he doesn't have the right energy for Gomez. He plays, like, a really different, weird Gomez. A weird Gomez? Well, Gomez is supposed to be I... fun. Like, he's, he's like, um, he's very clue in, in in that movie i don't know but like my favorite i don't know if any of you guys remember the spe- it was a tv special it was called halloween with the adams family that came out in i think the 70s like 75 or 77 yeah 77 oh, yeah, yeah. i was right did any of you guys ever see that no, no. i haven't seen yeah it. i thought i saw i remember watching it, it uh i think I, had, I think i found a vhs of it like my grandparents on, house when I, was a kid. I added it on my channel so you guys can you know Ooh, look i have I it's totally uh, check that out He's Charlie Shad. <laughs> but I think that on top of having all like the traditional Halloween movies and shows and TV episodes people watch every year, I think that should be one because it's it's got a really, really cool song at the end um, for Halloween, basically. And it's I don't want to give too much away, but their Halloween is basically well, it's basically like their Christmas and they celebrate it that way, too. They're like, car- you know, they're getting ready for the spirit of Halloween to visit them, you know, like Santa Claus. And they're carving jack-o'-lanterns and putting them under, like, a tree. And it's 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 great. Oh, that <laughs> it's sounds great. awesome. Yeah. There needs to be more stuff like that for Halloween. There's just such a there, – there's no togetherness, like, TV specials for yeah. Halloween. It really bothers me. I will say on Hulu last night, I watched uh, the Animaniacs. Uh, Night Coolery? Night Coolery, yes. So not Animaniacs, uh, whatever. Uh, uh, Tiny Toons. Tiny Toons. Tiny Toons. Yes, thank you. Uh, they have that on Hulu now. You can just plop that on for no reason. Oh, the perfect comfort food. I love it. They also have Extreme Ghostbusters. So they Ooh. do. Yes, I did notice that. And we just talk about the goth chick on Extreme Ghostbusters for way too long. <laughs> That's another forty minutes just cut right out of the show. With the Adams family movie. Yeah, the thing that kind of fascinates me about this family is we've had so many iterations of them that all have fairly short lives. I guess uh, there's the original Charles Adams' New Yorker cartoons. Those went from 38 to 88, so that actually has a great shelf life. Those went forever. But then there's the ABC television show that ran from 64 to 66. They were in one episode of the New Scooby-Doo movies in 72. Uh, they had that animated series that ran for two years on NBC that no one remembers. Uh, there's the two Sonnenfeld movies in the 90s. There was another animated series uh, from 92 to 93. There was the Tim Curry movie that we've already discussed, the New Adams Family that went for a year, and uh, apparently a Halloween special I didn't know existed. Plus, there's the uh, MGM CGI Adams Family that just hit theaters, and they've already greenlit a sequel to that. Wow. So we've had a ton of of versions of this family that all pretty much disagree on the fact that they are 
unusual compared to their neighbors, and they're kind of macabre. But if you track the history of this family, like the original Adams New Yorkers cartoons, they were old money. And then they adjusted that as time went on. Like in the Sonnenfeld movies, they're in the suburbs-ish area, and they're still old money. But you get to see them compared to their rich neighbors, so them being rich doesn't seem so bad. They're the good rich people. And then in the new CGI version, they're not even rich. They just find an abandoned insane asylum and inhabit it. So they, they totally get rid of that money question entirely. <laughs> That's so odd. They, just, no, they no. just move to New Jersey and take over an insane asylum. Lurch is there, so they make them uh, they make him their butler. He's not paid, I'm pretty sure. They hit him with a car, and they're just like, you can carry bags. Uh, you know what? That sounds about, not- I don't think Lurch was ever paid. Probably not. <laughs> no. He got a room and board. That was that was his that was his pay. And <laughs> That's you know just what? indentured servitude. Gonna, That's wrong. I'm not. Gonna, <laughs> I'm not even gonna see it anymore. I didn't see it. I thought about it, but now it's spoiled, and I don't want to do it. That uh, was the main plot done. point, actually. It's fucking done. <laughs> but you know what? No, you know what's weird is that that when that movie was in pre-production, I got a offer to do to work on pre-production for that for storyboarding and uh-huh. assisting. Oh wow! But, but here's the kicker. All right. They wanted me to work in Canada for uh, four to six months. I had to have my visa right then and there, and they had to go through the pre-approved application, which took two weeks. I didn't have my passport. I was in the middle of moving. I'm like, oh, shit. Do I really want to go out to Canada right now? You know, I don't have the money for that. But that was my dilemma. I'm like, oh, well, you know, I'll have another opportunity. And now now it came out, and I just I grid my teeth because I, I look at it, and I'm like, damn it. Like, There's shit. always a sequel. They greenlit that right away if oh, you get your passport card uh, order. No, no. I, I mean, I have it in order now, but yeah, I'm over it. Fuck it. Maybe they'll make a, say, a CGI uh... Monsters movie, and then you'll get your chance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll jump on. Oh, oh God, yeah. I'll jump on that opportunity. For sure. Dude, the last time you got anything from the Monsters was uh, Mockingbird Lane, which didn't go anywhere. So they're, they're due for one, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, to be honest, no. To be fair, I started rewatching the uh, Munsters recently, and man, Herman Munster is an asshole. That guy is just <laughs> terrible to his wife. Those guys, there's, there's no love in that relationship. <laughs> there is no it's a miracle he's alive, Cody. Leave him alone. It's, it's, Thank <laughs> you it's the yes, dear attitude. I think it's, it's like that sort of hierarchy. And that's why that's why I like I love Gomez and Morticia, because they are like the perfect... In my opinion, they're the perfect fucking couple. Like, fuck everybody else in the world. Like, yeah. Like, that shit is hashtag relationship goals, honestly. Because, I mean, Herman and Lily were adorable together, but they they just, I don't know. They were just like this sort of like, I have more power than you in this relationship. You make dinner and stay here. But those two, they did everything together. They were passionate. It was like they could be making out in the middle of a room and they wouldn't give a shit. Like, they, they, they clearly would just not give a shit, and they would start to waltz. But, you know, Herman and Lily, they had to mind their manners. You know, it was like, oh, Lily, you did it again. You know, that's would, where I'm coming from. I would give anything to have literally anyone look at me the way Raul Julia looks at Angelica Houston in this movie. <laughs> in basically any edition, though, even if you go back to the old show, like we were just talking about, it was the same deal there. That was started where... Morticia and Gomez really loved each other. They had a very healthy emotional relationship. Whereas so if you watch the, the monsters, <laughs> right? That was the exciting thing. They were the weird family, but they were well adjusted. Whereas if you watch the monsters, they were weird, 
but they acted like every other family in a sitcom at that time. Like they, they had all the shenanigans. There was really no chemistry or emotion or physical contact between the leads. They were, the they just happened to be leave it to beaver with monsters. No, exactly. The grandpa, grandpa was delightful. Grandpa just hated Herman so much. So I can, I can appreciate that. It wasn't implied grandpa built Herman. It's confusing because it seems like he made Herman, but like Lily's his daughter. So he made his daughter, a husband, a fuck toy, essentially. Hates. It's really weird when you stop made, and think yeah, about it. Yeah, he he made a fuck doll for his daughter, and he resents what? it living in his house. It's it's none of it makes sense. It's all terrible. Listen, okay, Al Al Lewis, who plays who plays Grandpa, and he's great. He I think he was he became friends with Howard Stern. Like he ran for mayor, I think, and like Howard Stern like promoted him and That's did a whole so thing. Grandpa. Yeah, exactly. So he was the badass of that show. I loved him. And I, I don't, I'd never had grandparents, but I thought, you know what, if I did, I would want that. Like, I really would. I would want something like that. I mean, not to attack the cast in any way. Fred Gwynn is fantastic. I really love everything he's in. Yeah. Utes. It's just his character <laughs> is a monster, like, literally and figuratively. Yes, Cody. Frankenstein is a monster. His the name worst. is Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> I hate him. I hate him so much. See, I want to live in the world where uh, Mama Adams and Grandpa Munster just became a power couple after the events of the show. <laughs> just like took over whole... the fucking world. There were a couple have... directed like TV sequels for the Munsters. I haven't had time to watch. Yeah, but they, they do exist. Yep, I've seen them all. They're yeah, they're all on the DVD set if people have that. So uh, not too hard. Oh, to they find. made those for a really long fucking time too, into the nineties. <laughs> I think but, that was how big of a pop culture event the Adams Family movie was. That even stuff adjacent to the Adams Family got rebooted. I didn't really think about this until rewatching this for the episode, but like this movie was such a big deal. The Beverly Hills, the Beverly Hillbillies movie is just a remake of the Adams Family. Movie. Oh my <laughs> yeah. god! That, that was the thing. Yeah, they the really had a, like twenty-four foot long sub. I don't know. I would compare that more to like Adam's family values because they're moving like, you know, Gomez is like getting married and shit and they're moving into a different house. It's kind of in the same realm, wouldn't it be? Yeah, yeah that's the truth. A little kinda. bit. There, there was in the 90s, there were tropes the old 50s and 60s sitcom movies would latch onto, but they all stemmed from whatever the Adam's family movies were doing. It's like, those were successful, let's just copy those. So you had, so it looks like the Adams Family is, when you look at the plot, like, fake Fester and all that shit, you, you look at it in the, in the time of the 90s, and it appears as just yet another one of those, like, what were the 90s weird obsession with, like, putting them in these weird-ass plots where one of them is not quite who they are, or they're moving, or something else like that. But the Adams Family was just the first one who did it, so it's the only one who actually did it correctly. Oh, here's a... Okay, so, out of the blue, guys, here's a little pop quiz question for you. What show was responsible for canceling them both? Batman. Yep, you got it. Wow, I Thanks, Google. That. Batman <laughs> came out and just murdered everything else in the ratings. They're like, ah, oh, we don't need these. Where's the crossover? That's what I want to want to see. Yeah, Batman uh, fucking beating the movie. shit out of Herman. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Batman he was too is... large. To <laughs> Batman had, uh, I mean, it wasn't a crossover, but he was on Scooby Doo, the new animated movies, and so was the Adams Family. They're, they're one step away from each other. Are you shitting me? Yeah. Uh, so the Are new you... Ad- 
the new Scooby-Doo movies, there's two seasons, I think, like 24 episodes total, uh, where they had one with Batman, maybe two, I can't remember. They had two uh, and with one with the Adams Family. But the rights for the Adams Family were such a hassle, they haven't put that back on DVD. So if you buy uh, the Scooby-Doo movies on Blu-ray, which they just put back out, you get 23 out of like 24 episodes because they couldn't clear the rights to the Adams Family episode. It, you can still find it online, but it's no longer released on DVDs or Blu-rays. The best part of the Adams Family Scooby-Doo episode is how fucking terrified Shaggy and Scooby are of the Adams <laughs> Family the entire time. Good. They're such fucking stoners. Like, they're going to be afraid of everything. So yeah, it's dude, that lady's honest, really horny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused because in a pup named Scooby-Doo, they fight a monster that's just a living cheeseburger. And you think that would be the one monster that would not scare them. So poof, That's, that's like the their nightmare of, of the cheeseburger coming back for revenge. That you gotta eat him before he eats you. Oh God! So going back to the Adams family for a second. Yeah. Okay. Um. So was it ever like ruined for you when you realized cousin it was played by Isaac? I always forget that, like every couple of years, and then I read that, and I have the flashback to all the other times I remember that, and it's always the same emotion. Like, no, no, no. Th- Something as pure as Cousin It cannot also be Isaac, the ultimate evil. It disgusts you, right? It's like he's uh, he's incognito in your home. Can we do a um, edit of of Adam's family where instead of of Cousin It doing his uh, squeaks, he's going gone, 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 gone. See, oh. I always want to believe that it's Deep Roy because he's pure of heart, like Cousin It. Cousin It's too tall for Deep Roy. If you guys are thrown off by Isaac well, being cousin it, in the new CGI movie, it's Snoop Dogg. Well, that just makes sense. Like, he I still mean, talks it, like it, it but it, it sounds like Snoop Dogg actually has the dialogue, and they just speed it up and make it sound like gobbledygook nonsense. It's, it's, what, a, what a weird choice for stunt casting. Like, that has to be so expensive to just get a random celebrity very to play expensive. a character with no actual lines of dialogue. For a joke children won't understand. Children don't know Snoop Dogg, do they? Yeah, they do. Oh, children Snoop know Dog Snoop is Dog. the love it. He's like Santa Claus. True, he's like yeah. Barney. Is it from all the Martha Stewart shows? Is that what <laughs> kids are watching these days? Martha and Snoop's potluck? Yeah, I think so. All rappers in old age become children's characters. We all know this. <laughs> I'm not arguing. I'm just I'm sure. God. Why not? If Tupac were still around, he'd be the new Ernest. Oh my oh. god, I would love to see that. Oh, I, no. Yeah, I would watch that in theaters. He fights trolls. He goes to a prison camp. He uh, he goes to a normal camp. He just does the fun stuff all the time. <laughs> Falls off roofs. Ernest fi- Ernest finds salvation. Ernest fucking- <laughs> <laughs> Ernest kills the monsters. Like yeah, I can see that happening. That's terrible. Ernest releases a disturbing posthumous album. <laughs> Would Vern be Biggie? Uh, Ernest discovers racial disparity in the United States of America and is disgusted. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was probably an unmade Ernest movie, actually. Yeah, maybe. You know what else came out in the 90s, like the Ernest movies? Nope. Lots. Yeah, lots of movies. It was a hell of a time in the 90s. Return <laughs> uh, to the to the film. I'm it's not going always... to let you talk about the films. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> it always amazes me that 
Barry Sonnenfeld has the weird-ass career that he does because he started so strong. I, I believe this is his first film. Well, he's a DP. Yeah, after stepping up from a DP, I think this is a directorial deb- debut. And yeah. it's a faux Tim Burton movie that's not only not, not only fits like quality-wise with that, it's kind of better than a lot of what uh, Burton was doing in the early 90s, even though... That was pretty much his peak. Like, Ooh. it's weird. Adam's family is kind of perfect. Are you trying at least to from pick a directorial hands against How the Adams the family? We can't do that, you guys. Don't do that to me. I love Tim Burton. We're not even gonna go there. We're not even gonna go there. Mm-mm. Oh, I adore gloves. Gloves the are ni- off. 90s Tim Burton. There is there's something so complete about this film, both with direction. From a directorial standpoint and a screenplay, like this, it's weirdly a very, very prestige family comedy. And oh, yeah. with a cast where every single person is amazing. Well, you have a movie that's written for Burton, you know, by Burton regular. But, you know, Burton's, Burton's style, especially in that time, would have been great for Adam's family, don't get me wrong. And he would have made a killer fucking Adam's family. But... Burton, the difference between, like, it's Sonnenfeld channeling kind of the Burton aesthetic to a degree with a lot of Sonnenfeld quirks. Because that's the thing. Sonnenfeld has quirkiness, while Burton's style at the time uh, kind of had this stitched-up quality, like where things weren't um, pristine in how they were done. And that was the that was some of the greatness of Burton's style uh, back then. So you have this very odd marriage of tones I think are absolutely perfect for the Adams Family beyond what I think Burton would have actually brought if he had directed it. I mean, he was attached to the Adams Family animated movie before dropping out of that and eventually having it end up the way it did. Yeah. What could have been? Imagine imagine if he would have made, like, an original... Salad fingers, like you remember that stupid fucking. <laughs> oh my god, I love salad <laughs> fingers. I want to. Yeah. S- I would love to see that so badly. Nettles. <laughs> but one one big difference I would say between the two directors and what I absolutely love in the original Adams Family movie, Barry Sonnenfeld is not afraid to kind of break the fourth wall and destroy the reality of his movie for a joke. Yeah. I'm thinking specifically of the part where Gomez is playing with his trains, and we cut to one of the trains with a little tiny <laughs> person inside the train. Which the is implications of that. Oh, they're staggering. So, he's going all mental, and he loves it. So that, like that, that, apparently, he had to fight for that joke, because the studio's like, people are going to be confused. And he's like, no, it's funny, it's staying in, and it's a great addition. It's one of the most memorable jokes there. But it, you could see why people might get confused, because all of a sudden, the rules are a little different. Like, you neither see it, like you said, as a mental break for Gomez, yeah. or there's an actual tiny group of people living inside the trains that he so willingly destroys. He's playing God, basically. <laughs> Either way, for sure he is. <laughs> I'm glad you brought him up. No, I'm serious. I'm glad you brought him up because I was going to say, like, favorite quotes that he's done in that movie by far, to me, was when him and Dr. Pinterslosh were talking to each other, and she was, like, bringing up mommy issues. <laughs> and he legitimately just turns to me and goes, he goes, but I didn't hate my mother. It was an accident. <laughs> and he's like, like, what did you do? And Julia is so sincere. Like, it's yes. that like Shakespearean sincerity oh, he that means sells all. all of his 
kookier performances, but this in particular. Raul Julia is not in a comedy. Raul Julia is playing the great Gomez Adams, the most spectacular figure in all of history. I would love to date a Gomez. Somebody mentioned about you would love to see like a woman look at you the way that uh, she I, I, just anyone of any gender or species can <laughs> whatever can Jamie, give me. That's why people I'll buy dogs. <laughs> Go on. Yeah, but uh, uh, I don't know. I just I want mean, to fuck Raul Julia. That's a different kind of love. <laughs> As but Bison, Mike, though. Dead. Oh, okay. <laughs> or Zorro. That'd be great. Yeah. I mean, the entire cast of the Sonnenfeld movie, just amazing. The people they pulled together for that. Like Christina Ricci is a, a child actor making making that big of an impression. Fantastic. Just earning an entire career from this performance. <laughs> and Christopher Lloyd, he's amazing to watch too, because I mean, even with the help of a fat suit, just the way he hunches himself up to really give this weird <laughs> physical performance and just like the eyebrow acting he's doing in that movie, even though I don't think he has eyebrows. I think they <laughs> painted over this. <laughs> Lloyd's Lloyd's a secret uh, weapon. He holds this movie together. This like, silent movie whole... acting is incredible. Imagine if he was allowed to cuss in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I still love the story that everyone on the cast was very concerned about. It was supposed to be, I guess, to be originally left ambiguous whether or not Fester was actually Fester. And everyone on the cast was very concerned, except Christopher Lloyd, who just did not care. <laughs> That's well, very right. Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> I mean, the Adams family, as presented, would would be like, ah, he's close enough. We'll still love him. That's kind of the impression you get from those people. <laughs> also, I, another part of that story I love is the cast then nominated Christina Ricci to give a passionate plea to the producers to make it so Fester was actually Fester at the end, which is why that whole like roundabout exposition comes out of nowhere in the final scene. <laughs> They chose a little girl to do it. <laughs> I just kind of love I, that. I just like the idea of Julia, like, nudging her along, like, go ahead, Christina, say your piece. <laughs> <laughs> like, for, for that to have been recorded, good lord. I want to be a fly on the wall there. I wonder if they could, if somebody in the future, maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe I will make, like, a serious horror version of it, like a short, you know? Like, what if the Adams family wasn't, like, fun and family-friendly? Like, I think they did that. They did – there was, like, a uh, – somebody did that with the Frozen trailer, like, some years back. Just oh, yeah. a made, horror film? Yeah, like, what if it was a horror film? Like, how would it be edited? <laughs> I've seen yeah. a bunch of those. It's, like, a fun little remix community on YouTube that does that stuff. Uh, my favorite is someone recut Seinfeld to make it seem like it was just The Shining. <laughs> that one is fucking spectacular, that yeah. So that to me that would make Seinfeld more uh, I don't know watchable. Oof! Ouch! Well, goodbye everyone. Hot takes up in here. <laughs> Boom! Explosion. Before, hold on. Before we move too far away from the cast, though, uh, I do want to mention Angelica Houston because she's often overlooked in her role, but she is essentially, in my mind, playing the straight man in this. Like she has the more constrained personality, but still sells everything with the same amount of sincerity that you get from Gomez. And it's it really ties all this together so nicely. Yeah, yeah, it does. They couldn't have picked a better cast. I mean, no, I don't, I don't think... think they could have. Everyone just does their role fantastically. They all make the characters seem so memorable. 
I mean, think of all the different family movies out there. How often it's like, oh, and this is the little girl character. We'll forget about her. Or this is the little <laughs> boy character. We don't remember his name. He has five characteristics. But everyone remembers Pugsley. Even if we can't remember the actor's name, unfortunately. I feel like a bad person for that. You'll remember Pugsley in this movie. Pugsley has like four lines and he's very memorable. <laughs> it's so odd. <laughs> hey, that's Pugsley's thing is to just kind of be there. He well, kind of he gets an A plot in the animated new movie. It's not good. a great I, I, A plot, but he is mm-hmm. in the forefront. They actually I have to do. I think Pugsley deserves a little something something after like what 60 years? I don't know. He yeah. has that game for it's the Super about Nintendo. Time. Well, oh yeah. Well, <laughs> speaking of uh, Pugsley, think uh, actually a little something something reminds me that there was a <laughs> there was a porno made about that. Of <laughs> I'm not joking. Of the siblings, like they did it, and <laughs> I buy it. <laughs> Go on, like, fetishes for me. I'm not joking. Well, they made it Edward Scissorhands too. It's called Edward Pin. Edward Penis Hands, fucking I, spectacular. Yeah. So, I, I mean, love Edward Penis Hands. Much time about that. <laughs> so it makes sense, right? And they're both pretty cool. Huh? Edward Penis know. Hands is so sad. Why? Why? He can't <laughs> live, Mike. For who? If your hands were penises, how bad would you be? You'd be like that executioner from 300. You have one purpose in life, and that's it. You can't make sandwiches on your own. You can't open doors. It's horrible. I don't like this joke anymore. Good. You should feel ashamed of yourself. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay with it, guys. Going back to the Uncle Fester plot, I think it's that plot line, as strange as it seems at first for an Adams Family movie, an introductory Adams Family movie at that, I feel like the genius of that plot is what elevates this movie up from just being like a really funny, well-directed family comedy with a great cast to being something that's actually kind of substantial. Like, I love the idea of this murderous psychopath essentially a hitman going into this noir plot line where he's going to impersonate a long lost brother and steal these people's fortune and realizes both that they're infinitely more psychotic and violent than he is. And Mm -hmm. he kind of likes that. Like these freaks, even, even without the twist of him actually being uncle Fester, there's something beautiful about a scumbag finding even weirder scumbags and being like, oh, my people. It's very freak positive. It gives us all hope. Like Uncle Fester teaching Wednesday and Pugsley how to be evil. He's, <laughs> it's genuinely moving to me. No, I, I was going to go like totally left field here. I was going to say, nobody answered my question what their favorite fucking quote was. Oh. Mamushka. Dirty pool. That, does, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. My, my absolute favorite is, I would kill for her. I would die for her. Either way, what bliss. <laughs> yes! Once that again, is, relationship goals. That is sexy. Exactly, that's sexy. That is se- you know what? I think we're both going to get dates after this. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Watch your fucking Tinder account. I swear, weird shit's going to happen. Just load it up with Gomez cosplayers. Exactly. Ho, ho, ho. Oh my God! Please do. I God, I hope that happens. I'm gonna. You know what? Yep. Yep. That's. I'm. Um, yep. Tiny mustaches as far as the eye can see. 
One thing, though, that has always made me mad about the new Adams Family, it's animated, so we don't get Oscar Isaac walking around in Gomez cosplay. That's a complete missed opportunity. Yeah, that is a missed opportunity. Could you just honestly? If they just took that cast and dressed him up for, like, some promotional shots, that movie would have made three times more money. What? Yeah, yeah, there there are shots of him in a Gomez outfit online, from what (laughs) I remember. Were they fan-made? Uh, I don't was know. this like when we just CGI <laughs> like two face faces on no. top of like actors for the Dark Knight? No, no, God, no. But just in case, I'm going to check that out. But I don't, <laughs> I don't believe so. No. I think Cody and I, I just revealed that we're both gay for Oscar Isaac specifically as Gomez Adams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think every person has their tipping point, and that would be it. See, my, if they ever do another live action film. My ideal plot line is Oscar Isaac and Diego Luna as Gomez's from alternate timelines. Into the Gomez-verse? <laughs> exactly. They have do the sword it, fight, Gomez it. versus Gomez. Oh, it's like the one. That would be cool. <laughs> I mean, they've got it baked in. There's a whole network of Adamses around the world. I mean, they all show up at the end of the movie for the party. It's possible there's another Gomez-like in that family tree. That they have to compete for the title of Best Adams. That is one of my favorite aspects of this movie, is how they go all the way with filling that party scene with as many weird relatives as possible. <laughs> you can tell the like production department was just having a blast coming up with as many weird-ass circus freak relatives <laughs> as they could give the Adams. Well, you watch that, and then you watch Men in Black, and you're like, oh yeah, this makes sense. Yeah, there's a straight line there. Uh, we've talked a lot in the past about how 90s movies were fucking spectacular at fr- from set design or extras or costuming of creating a fucking world and then just walking around in it. Mm-hmm. Damn, Adam's yeah. Family does that. That was a universe of Adamses. What ha- I think in the 90s, they were getting more experimental, like with CGI and, and digital editing um, was a really good staple of when 90s really came about doing that. So I, I agree. It was well done. Like, Adam's Family, like, the set was beautiful. That house, that fucking house, like, yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, that house. And that, that house was built on the same set as the original house, wasn't it? I believe. I'll yeah, trust I you for so. that, sure. <laughs> I know, <laughs> thanks. that's a fact. <laughs> God. My personal favorite, though, is still just Thing basically being an Evil Dead 2 scene for the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's still the early 90s, so they haven't had that much time to change the effect. It's like, Slow just, down, just man! I hate it when you stutter! <laughs> it's got that, it's that magic sweet spot of 90s effects where it's super obviously an effect, but in a charming way that doesn't break the reality of the movie. Like, it weirdly holds up. That's how I feel about every Harryhausen effect. Like, you can tell, oh, that's just stop motion, but it works so well in that universe. I mean, does anybody realize how hard it is, though, to be a hand actor when it comes to that? Because you I react saw really... a really fantastic video about that guy. I think it was like a vintage featurette talking about his career as like a fancy hand actor. And yeah, not easy, but really sells it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't even get a line of dialogue. Do you think he got laid <laughs> off of being thing i don't think so probably a hand job <laughs> thank you i set him up you knock him down and then the noose is tightened and <laughs> swing. Our childhood. 
Mike, do you know the other movies that dude has been a dismembered hand in? No. He was... He's Idle Hands. <laughs> he was the hand in Idle Hands. Fuck yes! yes. <laughs> and he played the evil hand in the Quicksilver Highway adaptation of the body politic, the fucking Clive Barker story. You're shitting me. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That guy had a niche. I... He's what? hand royalty at this point. Let's give it up for <laughs> Christopher Hart's <laughs> hand. Give him a hand. Thank <laughs> you. So that's just gonna rem- that's just gonna remind me of like when you said that it's just gonna put me back in the scene of Scary Movie Two where the butler you know he's like yes. give me your hand strong hand <laughs> 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 oh, and, and then he's fighting with the dude in the wheelchair and he goes and he's clapping with he goes he goes how he goes uh how about a hey, let's, wait, wait, let me give you a hand and he's clapping with both of his hands he goes oh here let me get that. Let me give you a leg or two. And they're just going at it. But it reminds me of that. Standing ovation. Standing ovation, yeah. It it is sad how often I think about Chris Elliott in Scary Movie 2. Scary Movie 2 is really a surprisingly funny movie, considering the other scary movies never really reached the same peaks. I don't understand why 2 is just... It's weird how 2 is more memorable than 1, right? Yes. Despite 2 being the one they slapped together at the last minute, it's weird. I don't know. I they like came the up first with it in like a week. It's weird. I, I like the first one, but it hems so close to Scream that it's, it's I think, That's a little too on the nose. I know, but like considering the formula they varied up in the other movies, I think it works a little more when they're trying to just do a cornucopia of jokes instead of focusing on one property. And God knows yeah, the they... remake of The Haunting was asking for it. That's exactly what I was going to say. Had it too good for too long. <laughs> that yeah, that haunting remake cool. exists to be made fun of by other movies. I thought, wait, I thought that they were doing house, uh, the house on Haunted Hill, right? It was all of them at the same it. time. It was kind of all Every of them, movie. yeah. I, I think, I think 13 Ghosts hadn't come out yet or else that would be in there. Not that 13 Ghosts deserves to be made fun of because 13 Ghosts is the greatest movie ever made. But That's still. a fun one. That one that we yeah. don't make fun of 13 Ghosts. No. Yeah, the jackal. No, do you realize that no, no, those ghosts were based off of real people? The jackal was a real person, actually. Yeah, my like, ex-girlfriend. Hey-oh. No. Hey-oh. No. There goes. Oh, she didn't let you see Never the wolf mind. movie. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Go back there six years later. This that was an amazingly deep cut. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> You're welcome. That one that was, was for you, buddy. Talked about the gray. Uh, full circle. <laughs> That was for old Bop fans right there. <laughs> Not to move away from that amazing note. It is a weird to think 13 Ghosts is probably the best 90s haunted house movie. I think it was 2001. Was 2001? Huh. Yeah. I think so. I know, it was yeah, the last yeah, of theater. let's remake the old William Castle movies. 2001? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I remember because I seen it in theaters and then, and then, no, I. I swear to God, I mentioned this before. I see it in theaters, and then we got it on VHS back when people were still watching that. And um, we had, like, those combination DVD-VHS players. So mm-hmm. we just had, like, a mix and match. It didn't, it didn't matter. But I remember watching it a few times at home and then not being able to go down the hallway to use the bathroom <laughs> as a kid because in my mind, I'm seeing the, jack- uh, I'm seeing the fucking jackal, and I keep having, like, I'm just, like, you know, it's like when you feel like the hands kind of grip in the back of your neck. You're like, ah, ah, just, you know. You just ah, need more plexiglass to help like, protect fuck. you from the ghosts. That's not fuck that no, giant baby. No. 
<laughs> that was yeah. stupid. That was just stupid. <laughs> the jackal fucking haunted my childhood. Like, in my head, he was always after me, like the monster from It Follows. <laughs> I like how we've... This is, what, two episodes in a row now, where we've just spent a lot of time talking about 13 Ghosts? Eventually, we're just going to do an episode on that. We have we're, 13 Ghosts is a commentary exactly. or something waiting to happen. I swear to God. Yeah. Really, it should be. I just wanted. I just want to talk about the fucking opening scene in the junkyard the greatest scene ever put on film <laughs> okay mike we'll indulge you no because well yeah yeah go ahead go ahead no no well uh, we'll save it we'll save it we'll save it <laughs> i was just going to add i never loved shaggy more in my life than in that movie like he really proved himself he came around in the end yeah well he well he died in the end but he did the right thing he was a psychic yeah, redemption stew yes <laughs> <laughs> Heroic stew. Look, we're getting a Scream 5. We could still have that. <laughs> no. Stew we can hold out hope. We can hold out hope. <laughs> let's not talk about things we don't... We just, let's just know. Okay, we're, going off, we're going off the reservation again. You know? So, so in this episode, we've actually... Can we even put Adam's family in the title of this episode at this point? Yeah. I'm so glad I'm not editing this. My God. Uh, <laughs> that's my favorite activity. It's just making life miserable for Mike. Uh, okay, well, I'll get back on track. All right, how about what if, now this is just another, like, what if scenario, but going back to an adult-themed Adam's Family and not so much family-friendly, um... Just back to the punch thing? Go on. No, about, about hands. About, this, or this, this is about things, sorry. You know, the hands. Yeah, well, but what if he was in a porno, too? Just like the sibling. It writes itself. You know? there, exactly. there has to be some terrifying fetish porn of thing. There, there and there's so many be. things you could do. You could do an entire just fisting scene with just thing. <laughs> so many things you could do. Is that the title of it, Mike? <laughs> yeah, actually, that does kind of work. Oh, Jesus Christ. You know, we technically got back on topic, but I think it's worse now. <laughs> well, we did bring uh, fisting into it. And by we, I mean me. I don't mean to put that on you guys. Oh, we're all guilty by association. That's cool. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, no, yeah. Adam's Family, good movie. Great movie. I'm sorry, Great film. Like Excellent. Just someone exasperatingly like being on the show and being like, Jesus Christ, is how the episode should end. No. <laughs> it's, no. it's really everything we've built no. to. Let's break no, a no, guest. No, no, no. <laughs> I, no, guys, I could say worse, but I'm, you know, being that, that, I want to. I want to bring the children around. So I'm going to change the topic right there. Children shouldn't listen to our show. How else are they going to learn? Jokes. They probably will, though. Some. I some hope so. That's how they're going to learn about film: is listening to box office pulp. All right? right. If we want to talk about children in a in like a slightly more wholesome way, my niece is nine, and she recently discovered the Adams Family, and it's her favorite thing. Like she she yeah. recently Good. got One the of old us. movies. One Good. of us. Yes. <laughs> did you do the same thing that I did with my nephew? Like I turned him on to all this really cool stuff when he was a toddler. He's gonna be four, and he already he loves Tim Burton. He loves Adam's Family, like the turkey the the turkey scene where Pugsley's like singing the song on stage. He'll dance to that. Like, every time it's on. I'm like, yes, do it, do it, Talon. He does dance, it. He loves dance. It. Yeah, it's mocking. Yeah, so <laughs> he does. He loves that. He loves all this creepy, macabre, cool shit that we're talking about, and it's because of me. Did you do that to yours? Or no, was like family? I, I like live in a different state from my family, so I, I only come back maybe once a month. But uh, I have a lot of my shit in my basement, my parents' basement. 
So my niece would like go down there to play and there'd just be all my old DVDs sitting around or like old toys. And so she would just play with like Nightmare Before Christmas stuff. And that's how she got into that, I think. It was, uh, so I can't directly take credit, but I left a legacy behind. <laughs> I'm not allowed. Somehow my nephew, though, he's a little older and he never got into that stuff. Like he doesn't like scary movies. The scariest he got into was like Predator. That was his thing he thought was really cool. But anything more extreme than that, he's like, nope, checking out. My niece is like, again, she's nine and she's seen the Meg and she's like, it could be scarier, but that was fun. <laughs> that fucking let me down so hard. If it wasn't I for the system, I was just, I wouldn't, I was just, uh, no, just no. I thought I would rather watch Deep Blue Sea 7,000 times than watch that movie again. I legitimately watch Deep Blue Sea, so I have no I'll watch Deep Blue Sea right now. No, no, Deep Blue Sea, yeah. the fucking, the, no, no, two. Oh, 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 shit. Oh, oh. God. Yeah. Oh. Jesus. All right. That's how much I was disappointed, so, yeah. Cody, sing the song. <laughs> Mike, I, I'm not going to tell you about my hat being like a shark's fin, all right? You, can... uh, you said it. That's good enough. Ah, deeper, darker, bluer. Okay, before the, it gets away from us too much and we have to shut this thing down for good, we cannot get all the way through an episode about the goddamn Adams family without discussing the mamushka, one of the most hypnotic things ever put on tele- on a cinema. And I want to see the that cut is, that goes on forever. Know, it's it's not part of like the original TV show in any way. That was something nope. they just invented for the movie. Well, go, Gomez and Buster edition. are not only like brothers the in the movie. Yeah, yeah, but well, yeah, yeah, they brought that into the movie. But the one thing that they kept was their uh, what they tango, right? But no, they waltzed. Waltz. Yeah. So they kept that at least from the TV show. But that scene, there's so much life to it. It's such a standout piece. And it's a complete invention, really, just for the movie, which is a lovely detail. And it's stuck with it. That's a major plot point. Uh, they're training Pugsley for his mamushka in the CGI film. So they just kind of plagiarized that into the new one. I don't You're know not making lives. this any better for me not wanting it's to fine. It's, it's fine. It's fine. I honestly went in thinking this is probably going to be bad. And I thought... Uh, it's fine. So, it, you know, it was better than my expectations, but I would not tell people this is a fantastic movie. <laughs> you're if you're jonesing no. for some Adams, there you go. Jonesing for some Adams. Uh, going back to Thank Muska. You. I thought that was fun. Did uh, you ever listen to the full version from the from the soundtrack? No, I haven't. It's a long song. How long does that go on? Uh, if I remember, the, the full version was originally in the movie. Uh, test audiences hated it. Because <laughs> it was really involved, like they go, went into like, listen to it. It's on the soundtrack, the full version. They talk, go like, go into like, fa- like naming famous brothers throughout history, and like, it's weird. Oh, I remember it that. goes on so long, and it's like I could see how this just like, why did the movie become like who a did... musical with like a three minute song in the middle for no reason? No, well, who did the? There was a song in the Adams Family that was like a hip hop cover, and like you oh, heard MC it Hammer. when they were. So he did that one. Like, they're selling the lemonade and shit, and the car drives by, and, and it's like, Adam's family? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Who did they get? Uh, they got someone different for values, though. Who did the end song of values? Did mm. the internet. I'm going to yep. say Partners in Crime, because they're always uh, confused for MC Hammer and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> oh, gee. Oh, uh, a family, uh, family Affair? No? From I just don't recognize the name. Right? Sounds familiar. There is an unused. Womp. That's who sings it. Womp or Womp, however, the, however you pronounce it. Womp. W H O O M P! Exclamation point. 
There it is. That's not a word. <laughs> there it is, yeah. It sure is. I know there is an unreleased music video. I'm pretty sure you can find that on YouTube of the song Michael Jackson recorded for Values, what? which no. is Ghosts, no. the terrible... I believe it's the... Uh, it was part of the terrible, terrible... Uh, like a Halloween special Michael Jackson did in like 2000 or whenever. He just reused that unreleased song for it. And yeah, it's weird. It's just the same song, but it mentions the Adams family. It's not good. I can see. Are you talking I about from, I, I think that was 96, right? When they released that. Are you talking about the music video like he did called Ghost? Yeah. The, yeah, that was 90s. Ah, um, oh, was that 90s? Wow. Yeah, I'm, 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 no, the song was included in his 1997 album Blood on the Dance Floor. Video project was finished independently as the short film Ghosts. For a horror theme song yet, for the though. film, promote it with a video in an attempt to cope with the negative publicity from accusation of child molestation. Jackson turned to prescription drugs and had to undergo lengthy re- rehabilitation. He was unable to finish the video, and his song "Is It Scary" was dropped from the film. Ah, that's the <laughs> Can you imagine though if he was brought up as like Gomez, and how soft spoken and off that would be? <laughs> I feel like that is a music video waiting to happen, though. <laughs> I, I wish the 90s would not have been complete without it. Just people gr- dressing up specifically as Gomez Adams for music videos. <laughs> Did anybody see any Gomez or Morticia costumes this year? I think the, the last... Feed. Right. Really? Well, I didn't see any. I was very disappointed. I wanted to be Morticia for Halloween this year, and I just I ran out of time. Um Instead, because I went to go see the Manson concert, and then I realized they're all over the place. <laughs> they were all the Adams family. They were exactly <laughs> yes, yeah. The Adams family <laughs> really was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Yeah. And anybody have anything else they needed to bring up? Uh, everybody should go check out the Adams family porn. Tell me what they think. <laughs> and where should they tell you that? Where is the best place to get their uh, opinions? Like in private, should they tell you? Or like in public, yeah. just for saying? Just fly down the street. Hey, hold on. <laughs> I don't think I ever meet people, people. But yeah. Uh, so I think that then they should just go to my Twitter, Spooky Gals Corner. They could do it, uh, you know, private message me on Instagram. That's open. They could do it to my direct email, which is creepygalscorner at gmail.com. They could do it on my Facebook, Creepy Gals Corner. They could do it all all kinds of ways. They can even send videos through YouTube if they want. I think that kind of be funny. I think that would be funny to watch. Hey, whatever I makes would, you happy. I would like to see that, actually. <laughs> send Spooky Gals Corner your Adam's Family Porno response videos. <laughs> or live reactions. will actually be approved for YouTube uploading. Like, they'll just immediately chuck them out. Please live stream uh, yourself watching... The Adams Family porno. Yeah. No. Please. <laughs> give me a right reaction. Not to be. Maybe they could do like a half and half, you know, like they give like half of the reaction watching that and then compare it to the Edward Penis hands and say which one they like best. It's okay. like way off field, but you know, I'm, whatever. I, I'm about to do something horrible. Oh, God. <laughs> what else is new? <laughs> we, we all have to have our hobbies, Jamie. Um,. <laughs> I might go down this rabbit hole. Oh, Jesus. Whew, ah, that's a lot. Are you there yet? (laughs) Mike, are you looking at the MC Hammer lyrics? Uh, No, we're saving that. Okay. I'm so scared what he's going to find. I don't, I don't, I'm already not happy about whatever it is. 
no. Mike, are you currently going to Google and typing it in monsters? Because I don't think you'll find what you want. I thought we, I uh, thought it was Adam's family. I'm looking up the Adam's family. I don't monsters want to family. see Herman get down. No, no. one wants to see Herman fuck. We've yeah. all seen young Frankenstein. Does <laughs> <laughs> have an enormous Schwann stripper. Well, she sounded like she was having a good time, though, so I don't know. It's true. Like, did anybody actually think, though, if that was true? If if all the parts were super-sized, you know, that that would follow? I mean, why wouldn't you if you were making a man? I, I don't know. I wouldn't be making a man. But, I mean, going back to going back to the, the Tinder thing, though, that might be an option. I've always been confused by that, because, I mean, Frankenstein is supposed to be grave-robbing to get the parts for his monster. But they also say he makes the monster bigger so it's easier to work with and all that which doesn't add up in my mind because that makes it seem like you'd have a tiny head or something like you can't just take one part and staple it onto an enlarged rest of the body like you'd have tiny hands or something or real big forearms like it doesn't make sense that's not how coming back from the dead works at all not at all <laughs> Mary Shelley should be ashamed for that trash <laughs> just making garbage up Ugh. I have to say yes Mike the Adams Family Porno's house is very cheap looking. <laughs> no, they no. didn't. They did not film that in a crumbling Victorian manner. Oh God! <laughs> Nothing is more horrifying than Lurch just reaching into his pants and. Are you watching it right now? Yes. Now. Oh. oh where did Lurch's pants go? <laughs> and he's. I think Lurch is just retarded in this version. I'm not sure Question how I feel about that, because it seems like now uh, Granny is taking advantage of him, and yes, that's what's happening. <laughs> um, Where are you watching this off of? Uh, you know, Mike, it's you not important. new viruses on your computer. Probably. <laughs> I, what the name of God? My very important question, when Lurch pulled his dick out, did it make a <laughs> gong sound? <laughs> and he has to say, you rang. Or otherwise, it you won't make came. sense. You <laughs> Oh. I th I think Lurch may have a condition down there. <laughs> it's called gigantism, Mike. <laughs> it's not always so bad. Why are there plant ladies? I don't. I don't understand the plot of this film at all. Ah, Gomez is a monster. I think. I think. <laughs> I think I know which site you're talking about. I found it. Yep. Yeah, Granny looks horrifying. Well, Pugsley like and Wednesday are getting down. I like how this is the episode of Box Office Pulp that ends with just watching porn. <laughs> <laughs> After all these years, I finally reached Yeah, we knew it was coming to this point eventually. <laughs> uh, folks, oh, wait, wait a minute. Pugsley, Pugsley and Wednesday have a fucking Frankenstein poster in their bedroom. That's bullshit. I don't believe that would be true. <laughs> oh, my oh. gosh. Oh my god, I just found it. I found it, you guys. I was right. Hand does hand does do it. Yep, I was right. Oh, uh, there's finger banging? Yeah. Thing got his thing. Yep. It was That's too what good of an opportunity to pass up. They had to make him do something. A little bit. I'm... You know what? I never thought the day would come, literally, that I would see <laughs> Pugsley enter... The anal cavity of Wednesday Adams, and yep. I would be recording a podcast at the same time. I'd be witnessing it. Too many fetishes. Life for is me. magical. You know that life. We live in a magical planet, folks. What, 
If you've enjoyed this podcast, for whatever reason, you can find more of Box Office Pulp on Stitcher. We're on iTunes. You can even find us on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, I don't think we have any porn on any of our channels, but you can now hear Mike describe it for you. So if that's your kink, there you go. You'll never hear know. this again on a, on an episode. We're usually a little bit smarter than me watching porn, but, you know, if that's the kind of content you're coming for, haha. Another come it's, joke. It's my fault, you guys. It's my fault. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. But this I'm took gonna a hard you. left turn. I was surprised. <laughs> This might be the reason. No, this might be proof that women do watch porn. So if anybody has those like little doubts about it, you know, I'm here to tell you that's just not true. Because look what happened. That's just science. The mean <laughs> lady made me. <laughs> but seriously, I really, really, really would like to know what people think. So I, I like send me just send me everything you got: video, commentary, thumbs up, thumbs down, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Whatever tickles your fancy. If you can, Literally. though, wear a mask while you describe what you thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> Just make it creepy, please. Oh, that's that's the one. That makes it creepy right there. I got it now. <laughs> Anyways, folks, thank you so much for listening tonight. Get the hell out of here. Stay spooky. And like that, he's gone. They do what they want to do, say what they want to say, live how they want to live, play how they want to play, dance how they want to dance, kick and slap a friend, the Adams Family. I remember the day I needed to borrow a little of pepper for my chicken. The next thing you know, coming at me was a hand with the fingers high, stepping. I ain't with that. When a knock, a knock, a knock, and a voice, yo. I can't do this. This is Box Office Pulp Guy, and this has been a Pulp Podcast production. Now please, 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 put a gun in my mouth and pull the trigger and say goodnight. And now, on with the show. They do what they want to do. Say what they want to say. Live what they want to live. Play how they want to play. Dance how they want to dance. Kick and slap a friend. The Adams Family. Speaking and thinking about the Adams. You know the hammer is with it. I'm with it. Act a fool. No bones. Swoop. Goofy. And Randy. You know we kick it. The posse. Now is the time to get in your mind. It's okay to be yourself. Be yourself. Take foolish pride and put it aside like the atoms. Yo. That was so ominous. It's uh, like you're doing the fucking like speech like Damien gives the flog Jesus <laughs> and Omen 3. Like I just imagine and then Midsummer happens. And it's... <laughs>